Welcome to Gaia's Love, a podcast to guide you home into your human journey here on Earth. My name is Vivian Gerard, and it is my delight to co-create with Gaia and share our messages from Source in this now moment. Here we go. Episode 445. It is Thursday here in Cincinnati. It is a beautiful sunny day. We have had a big drop in temperature, so I think we are finally in our transition into fall. So the leaves are falling, but the sun is shining, and it's going to be a beautiful weekend. We are also moving towards a new moon in Libra on Sunday, and I will probably say a few things about that in today's episode. But after I'm done with this, I'm going to record my New Moon Tarot card reading with my Osho Zen deck and then make a guided meditation for the New Moon, all of which is available on my YouTube channel and then um, at the link that I'll put in the description below. Super fun. I love playing with the energy of cards and the Osho deck is one that I've used for years. So as soon as I pull the cards, I immediately can see where we're going, what this story is going to be and... It's just a lot of fun. So you can find that on YouTube. If you're not following me there, you probably want to subscribe. I I just have all kinds of cool stuff that I bring forward into that space. And there's a whole library of other magical gifts that is just waiting for you. So check it out if you haven't yet. Okay, new moon in Libra. What would we want to say about that? Well, obviously, I'm sure you know, Libra is the sign of balance, like the balance of the scales. Um, to me, it's also about like the feminine and the masculine balance within ourselves and then the dynamics of our relationships, like how we find harmony and equilibrium within our relationships, specifically like those sacred ones, the, the really powerful relationships in our lives, like the really deep, meaningful ones. And so when a new moon arises in that energy of Libra, Sometimes there's some shakeups that happen as um, new potential, new beginnings are opening for us. And yeah, it can feel a little bumpy. <laughs> it can feel a little rocky as we're going through it. Oh my goodness, this could get interesting. Jade has decided, speaking of sacred relationships, Jade has decided to join us. She's kind of just slinking around the room here she usually naps during our podcast but apparently she may want to pop in and say hello so we'll see how that goes it may get interesting she could also play with the blinds and create a whole new sound effect (laughs) so we'll see what happens (laughs) she's so cute yesterday was her two-year gotcha day and um i just can't believe that she's that old she's such a big cat she's like black. If you haven't seen pictures of her, I'm sure you will see some on Instagram. I usually post (laughs) some pictures of her. She's just this big black cat with this tiny, tiny little face. And she just slinks around and owns the place until Katniss, the other cat, comes along and jumps on her. (laughs) Then they jump and roll. And then Star, the dog, has to come running in. And there's this whole thing that happens. (laughs) So apparently sacred relationships 
we're going to begin with our pets <laughs> because those those are the ones that absolutely i believe are spiritually aligned <laughs> and i was not even a pet person didn't know we we're gonna talk about pets today i was not even a pet person because we weren't raised in our family with pets we had a couple experiences that didn't go well and so we never had pets at home and then when i was raising my children there was no time for pets and so now and since we moved into this house when we moved in katniss was waiting for us she was a little three-month-old <laughs> orange tabby beautiful not tabby she's prettier than a tabby cat in my opinion just this beautiful orange colored cat with these heart-shaped markings and she's a tiny little thing sitting outside on the front porch just looking through the window at us like this like you're gonna come inside <laughs> and then i start feeding her chicken salad I'm telling you that is not the way to get rid of a stray cat <laughs> one day one night i heard her it's been maybe five days after we moved in I heard her screeching outside and I thought, oh my God, she's being killed. Like, what is happening? And so I went, I opened the door and she came running in the house. <laughs> We're like, okay, I guess she's staying. So we've had her for 10 years. Is that right? Nine years, 10 years already. And then Star, our dog, I can't believe I'm talking about this today. That's so funny. Well, it goes with the title very well. Answering the call of the unknown <laughs> is the title, <laughs> and I've done that three times with three animals. <laughs> Star was a stray uh, that had been picked up, I think, down in Tennessee, we think, or he was abandoned. We're not quite sure. Um, I don't even know how it happened, but we ended up at a pet store when they had the adoption <laughs> things. Don't ever go to a pet store <laughs> when they're doing adoptions unless you know you're going to go home with an animal. And he was just so cute. He was nine months old, and they'd cut his tail. So he has this short, stubby little tail, and it was just wagging. Like, he was just so excited. And also, he was so traumatized, and we tried to. So we brought him home, my son and my husband and I. My daughter says it's because she was about to leave for college, which could very much be true, but that's still under debate. And that's been five years four years, five years. Oh my goodness. I should really know the ages of these animals, but they're timeless. You know, I think it was about four or five years ago and we brought him home. I did not know how to manage a dog, especially a puppy. There's, there's Jade, especially a puppy who has not been trained and was traumatized. So he peed and pooped everywhere and didn't know how to stay on a leash and it was a whole thing. It was the whole thing, but he meditated with me every day. I put the music on and we sat down um, for a while. Someone told me to do this thing called mothering or I forget the exact word, but basically they're attached to you like an umbilical cord. So you always have them on a leash and everywhere you go, they go with you for like a few, I think we did it for a few weeks. And then eventually they get used to like your rhythm and your energy and being in your space and staying close to you and Maybe that's why he's always so close to me. I never made that connection. It could be that I trained him to do that and didn't know I was training him to do that. <laughs> but we became bonded. And so that star and Jade was this little, I think she was three weeks old when um, my daughter's best friend posted her tiny, tiny little face with her siblings. The mom had dropped them off at their front door. I guess the mom somehow knew that this mom would take care, this human mom would take care of her kitty babies. And so they bottle fed these three little cats for, I think it was three, for six weeks. 
seven weeks until Jade was finally ready. So I went over and saw her. I'd had a dream about a black cat. <laughs> they saw her. I'm like, oh, here you are. And so they bottle fed her until she was old enough. And then she came to us two years ago yesterday. Isn't that amazing? And she's just sweet and sassy and a little stirrer of the pot. <laughs> she likes to get things muddled up. <laughs> so she keeps the energy really sweet in our house. She keeps everybody kind of off balance, a little off, off their toes, off their game for the other animals. And we all need that, don't we? Wow. Okay. So we're starting with our pets. I would love to hear about your furry beans that found you in sacred partnership. If you want to share your stories, put it in the comments. I'd love to know how your animals found you because I do believe that's how it happens. Like we call them towards us, but there are these beautiful stories of how we, you know, matched up. Ugh, new moon in Libra. So yeah, there's all the furry animals and then there are also like the human, <laughs> the human beings that we choose to be in partnership with. And um, there's this other thing that's happening astrologically with Jupiter right now. She's circling the room. She's so funny. Are you coming back? <laughs> oh, I hope she doesn't get in trouble here. Um, she's so sweet. Jupiter, the planet of expansion and luck, is also doing something with this new moon. And so it's bringing towards us from what astrologers are telling me in the readings that I make. Nope. Um, there's this, I don't know if you can see it, this beautiful time, uh, what is it called? You know, the thing, the hourglass. There's a beautiful big hourglass that I bring down to my office just for the podcast because if the animals could reach it, they would knock it over and the glass would break. And of course, where is Jade going? to the glass hourglass <laughs> so that she can see if she can knock it over <laughs> i am not sure how that's going to go we'll just kind of keep an eye on it if it starts to behind me you'll know that she has found her way <laughs> to one side of it <laughs> maybe this is how time is going to dissolve jade is going to literally knock the glass over and <laughs> everything will be different this is what they do. Do you see? They like bring all this energy in and then we're so in this play with them that sometimes we don't take our work as seriously as we normally would. Like right now where, you know, she's got me distracted instead of telling you about what Jupiter is going to do. So she's just so sweet. I'd love it if she would pop on my lap, but I don't think she's going to do that. So. All right, Jupiter is doing something with the new moon, and from what I'm reading, it's going to bring into our awareness, into our reality, um, new a new relationship or a new level of fortune, good fortune to a current relationship. And so there's going to be this expansion of goodness that is going to be connected to the new moon in Libra which means it's going to activate over the next few weeks. So it's not like it's just on Sunday that it will happen. <laughs> it's going to be for a little while. Um, do your research. Do a little reading if any of that intrigues you and see what, see what that brings up. Um, 
I am certainly experiencing that. I am hosting a new moon circle or a gathering at my house tomorrow night. And I actually feel like we're about to move from a gathering back into a circle. And I'll have to share more about that another time. I need to see what actually happens this weekend. But it feels like the energy of the events I'm hosting here are just slightly deepening, but in like a really cool, beautiful way, not in like the heavy work way that it was pre-COVID. So I will, I will get back to you on that one. But um, tomorrow night, I've got a big group of people coming and we're going to have this gathering and I can feel um, like the newness, like some new fun uh, human souls who are arriving into this community that I hold and grow here in Cincinnati and how it's just going to sort of sprinkle some magic into the space and I'm delighted to see what that will become so that is tomorrow night I'm very excited about it okay let's talk about answering the call of the unknown which is today's title for the podcast I think I'm going to begin by connecting it to Disney (laughs) because Disney are master storytellers when those creators get together and they come up with characters and storylines and intrigue and, you know, parallel these little children's stories or movies to the human drama, the human reality that we are all living and playing in. So a few popped to mind when I was on my run this morning that absolutely are about answering the call of the unknown. First would be Sleeping Beauty. Do you remember? She kept hearing Aurora. Do you remember? Aurora. And like she would climb all the way up the staircase and then she saw the spindle and she touched it and she pricked it. And what happened? She fell asleep. (laughs) She fell asleep until her prince came and kissed her and woke her up. I mean, this is is the stuff that my generation grew up with. This was the era of storytelling that I grew up with. I will bring you to the new version, which I like way more. Uh, Frozen. And I might mix up one or two. I can't remember in what order it all happened. (laughs) She's playing with the curtain now. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Cats behind curtains are the cutest. You just see these shadows and then, like, the curtain (laughs) will just, like, move and there's a fall. (laughs) So funny. So funny. Um, In Frozen. There's two sisters, one who hears the call of the unknown and the other who's very grounded and practical and wants to keep her sister safe and wants to make sure that, you know, nothing is going to happen to them and their village and all the things. And here's the other sister who's like, no, I hear, (laughs) I hear the unknown. Oh, I think she might jump up here. Are you going to come up and say hi? Of course you will. When we're talking about answering the call of the unknown. Oh my goodness. You guys, she's just the best. Um, (laughs) She's so funny. I don't know if she'll behave if she gets, oh, here she comes. Here she comes. You may see a little tail wagging. (laughs) I don't know if you will, but oh, she's just going to sit here with us. How fun is that? She's never done that in any of the podcasts that I can remember. And yet here she is. Oh, you may see a little head pop up. You may see some little ears. (laughs) And for those of you who are not pet people, I hope that this episode is going to inspire you to go adopt a pet and bring some of this love and joy into your home because as crazy as they make you, as 
overwhelming at times as the work seems to be to take care of dogs and cats and all the animals. <laughs> they bring so much love and so much joy into every day. Like it's just amazing. I'm so glad that I now have these animals for as long as they decide to stay here with us. <sighs> Frozen, in Frozen, the one sister hears all these sounds, but she doesn't know what they are. And the other one is like, no, 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 stay safe. This is what I remember. It's been a few years, so maybe I have the story slightly off. But when she trusts and finally answers the call of the unknown, she is taken into this amazing experience of reconnecting with her parents who had died. And I won't ruin the movie if you haven't seen it yet. I want you to be able to experience the magic for yourself. Oh my gosh, she's so cute here. She's literally doing a whole performance. If only you could see it. <laughs> so they, she answers the call and she gets reconnected with the full story of her parents and reframes everything and has like the secret to the whole how to save the community. It's just this beautiful story. But so much of it is about her hearing this the sound or this frequency that nobody else could hear in the way that she could and then her trust in following that and actually taking the steps to move in that direction when it seemed like and everyone around her was telling her she was crazy then we go to Moana and I don't know if I say it right I get corrected by my daughter sometimes I think I might say it kind of funny but in my mind, Moana, Moana, however it's pronounced, is the story of this beautiful island little girl who is the daughter of the chief of the village. And she knows that they are struggling and they're running out of resources. And um, she hears the sound, the song of the ocean. And the ocean is calling her to go and find the heart, the gift that will restore balance to the ecosystem so that the island won't be destroyed and the people won't die. So she goes across the reef and out into the ocean and has this huge adventure. And then there's this moment at the end. If you haven't seen it, I'm going to tell you. And I've talked about this before, I believe, in this podcast. There's this moment at the end where she has literally like the green stone of the heart from the ocean that she's saved. And she parts the sea by literally talking to the sea and saying, clear the path so that she may come to me. And the angry destruction goddess like crawls across the bottom of the ocean floor. And she just stands there, this teeny tiny little girl, and this huge, big, monstrous energy of fire and rage and destruction <laughs> comes towards her. And this little girl just puts her forehead right against this huge, big monster She's like, I know who you are. I know who you are inside. And then she puts the little stone right inside the heart of this monster. And then it all unwinds and everything turns into like green, lush. And this beautiful goddessy earth comes out of this thing of destruction. <laughs> And the ecosystem of the whole planet is restored. And then Moana realizes she's a wayfinder and she's supposed to be at the front of the ship leading all the people across the ocean to find the next adventure. <laughs> all because she heard the sound in the ocean that called her into an adventure, knowing there was something she was supposed to do. It was her life purpose. And if she didn't do it, 
the world would end. <laughs> so, oh, you're so cute looking at me. She just keeps looking up like, just don't stop petting me. This is like really fun to be in your podcast, Mama. It's like so good. <laughs> I don't know if you can feel all of her love, but Jade is sending you some really sweet energy today. This may be a once in a whole podcast ever moment. So you are live with Jade and Viv in Gaia's Love, episode 445. It is a moment to remember. We may not get it again. So we're just going to soak the magic up. I just love that this is the one she decided to come to. Answering the call of the unknown. So what is it like for a human when we start to hear the call of the unknown. And I'm guessing if you are a regular listener or watcher of this podcast, you've probably had this feeling of being called into the unknown many times, or you wouldn't resonate with my work because much of my story is about answering the call of the unknown again, and then again, and then again, and then one more time. And then I think I'm done, and then it happens again. <laughs> and... If you're not familiar with that, this is a beautiful podcast episode for you to tune into first um, because there must be something that's about to shift for you that this is a preparation for so that when it starts to happen or if it's already currently starting to happen, you won't feel so crazy and you won't feel like you're the only one who's ever had this experience. No, you can't play with the microphone. You won't feel like you're the only one who's ever had this experience and um, start to deny it, start to doubt yourself, start to believe that maybe um, the call is actually for someone else and not for you. Because if you're hearing it, there's a reason. Your frequency could only attune to whatever is starting to call, pull at you if you were supposed to be matching, listening to that frequency. You wouldn't hear it. You wouldn't resonate with it. It wouldn't even touch your awareness if it wasn't something you were supposed to align with. In my opinion. Maybe you have a different opinion. You can let me know. But that's what I have found. If, if it's showing up for me, there's a reason and I should be paying attention. And when I start to pay attention, the synchronicities and the magic validate that I'm paying attention to it and I'm on the right path. When I ignore it and doubt it and resist and push against and, you know, try to shut it out, <laughs> usually something will happen that either slows me down, makes like I get sick or um, someone around me gets sick or I have to like literally stop what I'm doing <laughs> or my cat sits on my lap and I can't get up because clearly she needs some love. These things happen that bring you into a pause so that... <laughs> You can pay better attention to the the call that is um, pulling at you. She gets a little distracting sometimes, but I think we can do this. Can we do this together? Are you sure? Because you're squirming around a lot, and that's kind of hard to focus when you're doing all of that. <laughs> now she's going to give herself a bath. <laughs> oh, if there was just a way to, like, zoom in and show you all that's happening in the... <laughs> one foot underneath the video camera you'd be like whoa she's just a little tornado over here <sighs> it's all gonna be okay it's all already okay it's the same message as last week kind of but sort of like the next step 
So I believe last week the episode was very much about what is clearing to prepare me, to prepare you for being able to hear that next thing that's coming our way. And so the throat chakra is where that would happen, right? I would <clears throat> clear out a bunch of gunk so that there is more room for energy to flow more clearly into my ears, out my mouth, through this whole area of the throat chakra. And so what happens when we start clearing energy, maybe yours is in your heart or in your digestive system. Maybe you literally have been throwing up or having diarrhea or having all kinds of issues with your digesting. When we're just like with a colonoscopy, they have to clear you out in order to actually see what is happening inside of the system, the process of food moving through your body. Um, when, when we are about to respond to a shift or an energetic, when we're moving to a different frequency level, we have to, <laughs> can you see your little head? We have to clear space. We have to release some of the old in order for there to be room for the new, in order for us to have the capacity to receive something new, receive something more. And so that happened, and I shared that last week, pure frequency. It was very much about the clearing in my throat chakra and all that it was bringing up inside of me and how it was creating more space for joy, moving fear out so that there's more room for joy to come in. So now here I am a week later and the title of this episode is Answering the Call of the Unknown. When there is more space to be still, to hear differently, then new frequencies, new messages, new information starts to come in. And when it starts to come in, you can feel it. You, it's it's just like in the Disney movies where like, they know, they know that there's something that they're hearing that is different. <laughs> there's something that is being sung to them that they just can't resist. And also, they don't know what it is. They don't know what it means. They just know they have to follow the impulse. They have to go with that urge that's taking them to somewhere else. It's the same for us as humans. There's this magnetic pull, this feeling of, I have to do this. I have to do this. It's kind of like that. It's like, I think I have to do this. I, oh my God, I think I have to do this. <laughs> right? You have this idea of hope and then you're like, oh boy, no. Oh, oh, oh boy. <laughs> I think I have to do this. And then all these egoic mind-based things start to come in where you're like, I don't think I can do this. This is a bad idea. This is a terrible idea to do this. Who was thinking I should do this? I definitely do not want to do this, right? And we start hearing all the reasons why answering the call of the unknown is much smarter than actually following the call of the unknown. <laughs> so you breathe. You sit with it. You find episodes like this that say, oh, you're going through that too? Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Been there, in the middle of it, right now. I, I got it. You got this. Like, we're going to figure it out together. We'll figure out what's going on. <laughs> As we have a little cat who wants to play. You are so silly. She's decided it's time to, like, play and bite, which 
not fun. <laughs> and that's also how it can feel. It's, it's like um, our own minds start to bite at us or um, poke at us or have us doubt ourselves. Like, there's nothing special about you. Why do you think that you should answer this call of the unknown? It's probably for somebody else. So get back to what you're supposed to be doing and do that instead. Our own humanness will fight against the soul that is saying, it's ready, whatever it is, this thing, this knowing, this call, it's happening. Do you hear it? And the human us is like, no, <laughs> bad idea. Do not. Absolutely no. <laughs> but that soul, the unknown, the expansion, that compelling urge of you have to. You have to, not because someone else says so, not because someone else is, not because of anything, except that you know you have to do this. It's the thing that is next in your path, in your evolution. And I know I'm being super vague because I want it to be that open for all interpretation. It's, it's whatever it is that's coming up for you as I say all of this. That's what's calling you into your unknown. Or you wouldn't even be listening to this. I would have started talking about animals and you would have already <laughs> said, no, <laughs> not interested in that story. Thank you. <laughs> but something in you said, I have to stay. There's, what is it she's about to tell me about the unknown? I need this information. I need this validation. So I'm here saying to you, trust that. Whatever it is for you, trust it. We are in a new energetic. We're in a new era. This was two episodes ago. Oh, I'm covered in cat hair. It's so itchy. <laughs> she, like, she like puts all this hair up in the air and then it's like hard to breathe. But she's so cute. It's totally worth it. <laughs> totally worth it. <laughs> uh, we are in a new energetic the queen is no longer alive and that feminine archetype that commitment it's more that that commitment as a humanity to honor and hold the feminine archetype of sacrifice and duty and responsibility and obligation and family lineage of all the things that energetic is over and as we are in collective energies shifting, moving to something different, it's going to feel unknown. It's going to feel wobbly. It's, and I don't want to limit it, but it, it feels true. It's going to be wobbly for a while. And people are going to be like, yeah, as they try to sort through this new energetic within ourselves of masculine and feminine. It's going to feel very unfamiliar unknown, a little scary. Digestive systems are going to be like, ah, <laughs> I can't digest a feminine archetype that doesn't hold all of that gunk in it. <laughs> the masculine and the feminine will have digestive issues with that. <laughs> the eyes are going to be crying and like not wanting to see because we don't know what we're even going to be looking at. We haven't created it yet. 
there are little inklings, but as a collective humanity, we have not yet created what this new energetic will be that we'll be holding next. And maybe there isn't even an energetic that we all hold. Maybe it is just this constant ebb and flow and dance that is being shown to us by these younger generations. The fluid movement between both energies within. Maybe that's the next evolution. I don't know that any of us know. I believe we're all here holding certain frequencies and as we collectively play, things are forming and and co-creating and evolving. Evolving is the word. Things are evolving. And we don't know yet what that will become because it's not just one that's determining it. It's billions and the consciousness of Gaia. <laughs> so we don't know yet. We don't know yet. And in that unknown evolution, here I am saying to you, are you hearing the call of the unknown? I am. Are you? What does it sound like? What does it feel like in your body? If it feels a little unfamiliar, a lot unfamiliar, a little terrifying, a little comfortable, a little uncomfortable, <laughs> a little of all of it, you're probably hearing the call of the unknown. And so, so what do we do? Maybe that's what I can offer you. Well, obviously, you spend some time with animals because <laughs> they will help you move some of the energy and clarify your thoughts. <laughs> Even if you're a little distracted in the process, they will help ground you. They will help you just be, they'll neutralize what is uncomfortable within you. Trees do the same. Water, be in the water. So many of the um, Disney movies involve water because to me water is the, the movement of energy around our planet. It's in our bodies. It's all around us. It's, it's the subconscious represented. So be in water. Take some extra baths or um, um, showers or pool time or go to the river or the lake and just be near or in the water if you're able to. And just set the intention that energy can just flow through you as easily as what you're watching with the flow of water can just move through you. You don't have to hold on to any one old energetic or belief. You can just be in the moment and then the unknown, the, the call, the haunting feeling of something just at the edge of your awareness will start to land. It'll start to come in. You'll start to understand it. Words will become clarified. You'll hear or, or see or the words will be represented to you in the world around you. So you'll start to see certain words more often because your soul, your subconscious is trying to bring it forward in your awareness. So you'll get the messages. And when your human mind is like, it doesn't matter that I just saw that same word five times in an hour and it's a really odd word. <laughs> it doesn't matter. No, your soul will go, are you paying attention? We've sent it to you five times five times in 60 minutes. Are you aware that this is the message you're supposed to receive? <laughs> so pay attention. Pay attention to what's going on. 
if you if you have beautiful partnerships in this new moon in Libra energy, be with those humans who hold beautiful sacred space with you and for you. Just be with them. You don't have to do anything. You don't even have to talk about the unknown. You just be with them. And when you see yourself mirrored and reflected back to you by those that you love and who love you, you settle, you trust yourself more, not because someone else is telling you what to do, but because those people across from you are like, I think you are incredible. Even if they're not saying it, that's, that's how they're looking at you. I feel like you're the most amazing human I've ever met. Even if they don't say it, you can feel it. And when you are witnessed, when you are seen as that, you start to trust it more yourself. You believe it more yourself. And when you believe it, then that little floaty, haunting aurora <laughs> starts to happen. And you're like, I think I understood the word. I think I might have a glimpse of what the unknown could be. And it'll just be a little hint of it. But there's this knowing because inside some of that anxiety and uncomfortableness is replaced by, oh my gosh, this could be very, very good. <laughs> this could be very exciting and fun. And then we, we pause, don't we? And we kind of rein it back in. <laughs> don't get too excited. That potential unknown could not potentialize. <laughs> so don't get too attached to it. <laughs> and what do we do then? We calling people to like reinforce that. Why do we do that? Let's not do that this time. Let's not do that. When you start to get that tingly, like, oh my gosh, I think I had a flash of what it could be. Expand that. Tune into that frequency. If it feels like you're going to tell someone and they're going to shut you down, don't tell them. Just wait. Wait until that frequency is more like certain inside of you. Just sit in the, what is the word? Marinate. Marinate in your own like delight of that frequency until inside of you it's so big that if you don't tell someone you're going to burst, <laughs> right? Then you share it. And you can always put boundaries around your sharing. I don't know if someone has told you this before, but if they haven't, hear it from me. You can always put boundaries around anything you share. So when it's coming from that sacred space within you, the ultimate new moon in Libra partnership, you, your soul, and your humanness, when you have something sacred inside that you are going to share with one person or with lots of people, you have every right to put a boundary around it like this or whatever boundary comes to your mind. I'm going to tell you something that is really significant and important to me. And I'm asking you to please not doubt or judge or criticize or offer me any advice at all, but just simply to listen and celebrate what I am celebrating, please. And then until they say yes, you don't share. <laughs> and then if they can't agree to that, they're going to be like, oh my God, what, what is it that I was about to, I, can I really not judge? Can I really not? I don't know. 
I really want to know what they're going to say, but I don't know if I can make that agreement. Until they can make that agreement, you don't share because it's your big, beautiful secret. <laughs> and until you're ready, you don't have to tell anybody. And then when they finally cave, because they probably will, because people love to be included in exciting news, even if they have to withhold their own judgment about what you're going to choose to do, <laughs> they still want to be included. <laughs> so what would probably happen is they might pace, squirm. All right, fine. I will not say a word. <laughs> when you tell them, and they will have so many words they want to say, you get to tell that person, we had an agreement. We had an agreement. And so the only thing you're allowed to do is celebrate with me. And now you have really created a clear, beautiful dialogue space that supports what you're answering within yourself. There's no room for someone to call you crazy. There's no room for all of that. It's just you expressing. I will put one caveat to that, and this probably comes from all those years of therapy and <laughs> waivers and agreements. <laughs> if your intention is to harm another person or any being of any kind or the earth, nature, you know, living energy, if your intention is to harm anyone, then the person who is hearing that from you has every right to break that agreement because that isn't that isn't sacred calling into the unknown to harm another i don't believe that so i'm just going to put that little disclaimer <laughs> at the bottom other than that i feel like yeah the unknown the the soul when it when it weaves its magic, its energy, its frequency into our awareness, it might look like it's going to create a big mess for a while. Like Aurora, Sleeping Beauty, when she put her finger, <laughs> or like uh, Eve when she bit the apple. <laughs> I have a great podcast, by the way, called Rewriting Adam and Eve. Classic. <laughs> Go back and find that one. But when Aurora touched the spindle, it looked like destruction and chaos awful. When Moana called towards her, the goddess of destruction, it looked like everything was going to be destroyed. If you remember, she even had like all the turmoil before she could even get into the area to be near this destruction goddess. There's the chaos, the breaking down, the tower moment of all the old. And then there's the answering, the answering of the unknown, the, the magic, the alchemy. It sometimes comes after a lot of destruction. And we're in a time right now as an old energetic completes. And I know I'm talking about the queen and the feminine archetype. There have been so many completions, endings, destructions of energetics. This just feels like the most significant, recent, pivotal one that is going to ripple everywhere. But we've been having these tower moments for many, many years now. When that happens and things crumble and the whole world is experiencing it in our own ways, it's uncomfortable. It's scary. It feels like 
we are crazy and all of us are crazy and the whole humanity and earth is crazy and why even <laughs> right why even something new is birthing some beautiful new awareness some unknown that we can just sort of begin perhaps to hear and feel this tiny potential expression of a new version of ourselves individually and as a humanity is starting to emerge is starting to be formed and we're in it <laughs> we are in it and it's overwhelming and also it's such magic it's such magic so perhaps that's all that you needed to hear today is just that reminder we're we're in the middle of creating something beyond magnificent beyond what we can even comprehend as possible in this moment the whole globe is being rewritten right now and right individually answer your own call of the unknown trust be with your furry animals, be with the trees, be with your people. Immerse yourself in water, in energy that is going to soothe you and bathe you and rinse you and steady yourself. Trust what you're hearing and then answer the call. Do the things. Follow the frequency. It's going to take you to exactly, exactly the next perfect step and the one after that, and the one after that. And all around you is going to be doubt, and chaos, and more tower moments, and despair, and you just stay locked in. Locked in on where you know you're supposed to be going, on where your soul is calling you. You answer that call again, and again, and again, and again. And you watch. You watch. You can come back. My head just said six months. You can come back in a year or two, but you can also come back in six months. And you can tell me, watch this again, and then tell me what happened, what shifted, what was the unknown call, and what is your, what is your life? I almost said wife. <laughs> Maybe one of you's getting married. <laughs> what does your life <laughs> look like? <laughs> or your wife. <laughs> what does your life look like from the moment in which I'm anchoring in this transmission? six months later or the let me rephrase that the moment in which you receive this transmission I'm anchoring in and emitting when you watch this video six months later tell me what has shifted just fill the comments with all the magic of what has shifted for you and then come see what has shifted for me because I'm answering the call of the unknown and I am so certain that it's this way and that I'm being guided by the best of the best of the best version of myself <sighs> Jade abandoned us by the way for sunshine <laughs> I left the window blinds open today because it's just so pretty out <laughs> so she made her way over to the sunshine she's like you humans you just <laughs> talk 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 <laughs> I'm gonna go over here and I'm gonna soak up a little light 
And then she comes back and sits on my lap and helps me move some energy. So it's a great partnership. I provide the window, the ledge, <laughs> the comfy cushions that she's ripping to shreds. <laughs> and then she sits on my lap and I feed her. <laughs> it's a good trade. <laughs> uh, okay, I am going to go make the new moon in Libra tarot card reading. I guarantee it will be connected to what we just talked about in this podcast. So go over and check that out. It's fun to see me working the cards and describing what I'm seeing. And then if any of that continues to resonate, the new moon meditation link will be in the description for the podcast. And you can listen to that anytime. New moon and Libra energy will be intense over the next probably six, seven days, like really intense. And then it's going to carry all the way through the next new moon. So pick up whenever you need it and it will be waiting for you. You've got this. You've totally got this. Trust. So much love. Thank you for tuning into this vibration of pure love. I invite you to join me in Awakening the Guides, an eight-week online self-guided journey of remembering why you chose to come play here in Gaia. You can learn more at viviangerard.com under I Am Creativity. Let's take this message of Gaia's love out into all of our relationships and communities today. So much love from my heart to yours.